Well, good morning. Welcome. It's good to be together. It's a little bit strange, isn't it? Easter in 2020, but it is good for us to be together and celebrate Easter together, even in this way. If you're um, watching for the first time and you've clicked or you've, a friend's invited you, a special welcome to you. Uh, we're going to talk about this theme, Jesus is my favourite revolutionary. Now, Wikipedia tells me a revolutionary is a person who either participates in or advocates revolution. A bit of a typical uh, Wikipedia definition. It goes on. Also, when used as an adjective, the term revolutionary refers to something that has a major a sudden impact on society or on some aspect of human endeavour. So there you go. So it's someone who's made an impact. That's a revolutionary, isn't it? It's, they've changed society, culture, they've, they've led a movement, uh, they've, they've changed the course of history. So what I want you to do, just as we start this little time together, why don't you uh, share with the person next to you or around you, if you're on your own, have a think. Uh, see if you can come up with your five, top five maybe, I'm going to give you my top five in a moment, your top five revolutionaries or any revolutionary you can really think of. All right, go to it. Okay, we're coming back together. Did you press pause? I hope you did. Would have been strange otherwise. Uh, well, I want, to, I want to share with you my top five revolutionaries. Here we go. Uh, although uh, next week I might have a different top four, but my top Number one remains the same, uh, but I'll get on to that in a few moments. So here's number five, Mahatma Gandhi. Well, Gandhi became the guru and inspiration of, the, uh, non, of non-violent resistance as he led India's independence from Britain in the mid-20th century. He really was the father of the country, as renowned as that. Gandhi's vision was a political peace being expressed in personal peace, fasting and self-purification. In prison regularly, he set an example of resistance to British rule and he eventually triumphed leading a nation with him. Pretty amazing man. Uh, That's a quick introduction. Here's my number four, top four revolutionary, George Washington. He's also known as the father of a nation. Of course, this time it's the US uh, of A. His story is a little bit different. Now, George Washington was commander-in-chief of the Continental Army during the American Revolutionary War. He led the Americans to victory over the, against the British. There's a common theme here, isn't there? Something against the British in my top uh, revolutionaries. Anyway, so he led the, uh, the, the Americans against the British in, and they won in 1783. On the 30th of April, 1789, he became the first American, well, first president of the United States of America. So he's widely um, admired for his strong leadership. Uh, His statue in Washington, D.C. is one of the most popular tourist spots in the United States. And certainly if you were to to go to the United States, which of course you can't now, can you? But if you were to go to the United States, you wouldn't say a bad word about this man. Okay, number three of my top three uh, revolutionaries. Emmeline Pankhurst, or Emmeline quite sure. Emmeline Pankhurst. Pankhurst was a, a British political advocate, uh, activist. Now, she's best remembered for organising the UK suffragette movement, uh, helping winning women to win the right to vote. In uh, 1999, Time magazine named her as one of the 
100 most important people of the 20th century, stating that she shaped an idea of women for our time. Now talk about revolutionary. Number two, here we go. My number two, may not have been in your number two. We'll see how we go. William Webb Ellis. Of course, you know who he is, don't you? Yes. Well, in, he was the young man in 1823 at rugby school in Warwickshire, England, while participating in a game of soccer. He came to his senses and he picked up the ball and he ran with it. Thus inventing the game of rugby, clearly revolutionary. It changed the course of history, no doubt. William Webb Ellis, legend. Now, <clears throat> getting back on track, perhaps. Oh, maybe not, I don't know. And no prize for guessing my number one. My number one is Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you why Jesus is my favourite revolutionary. And the reasons all come to a climax on that first Good Friday that first Easter, some 2,000 odd years ago, as Jesus was hung on a cross. So here we go. Here's, here's my reasons. Jesus is my favourite revolutionary because of his example. As the nails were being driven into his, his wrists and, and his ankles, as he struggled for breath, as he was mocked and he was spat on, as he endured the agony of crucifixion, Jesus prayed this, to his enemies. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Friends, that, that forgiveness such as this is, well, is revolutionary. It changes lives. Jesus' words were also revolutionary in what he taught. So Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 28, Jesus said, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Now imagine a world, imagine a world that lived by those words. It would it, change the course of history, wouldn't it? Okay, another reason why Jesus is my favourite revolutionary. Well, his compassion. In fact, his compassion is often demonstrated with his power and it tells us of who he really is, his, his true identity. Now, there's an incident in, incident in Luke chapter 7 when a grieving widow loses her only son and Jesus shows his compassion. He shows his, his, his power and his authority over death to bring this man back to life. Let me take you to Luke chapter 7 verse 11. It's going to be up on the screen again. Uh, Luke 7, 11 to 15. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the stretcher they were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up, began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus shows his power over death, but you notice too, he shows his heart. You see that? He, 
This power is accompanied with compassion, his heart for the sick, the lonely, the lost. There's a, uh, uh, a few years back, there was a festival called the, the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. I don't know if you've heard it. I don't know if it's still running, to be honest. But I remember that Christianity was represented and, and a friend of mine actually got to speak at this, uh, this festival. It's a fascinating question though, isn't it? Is Christianity dangerous? What do you think? Uh, sadly, the church has proven to be dangerous on too many occasions in history. But is following Jesus a dangerous idea? What do you think from what I've, I've said so far? I guess that leads to my next reason why Jesus is my favourite revolutionary. Uh, two words, justice and righteousness. Jesus stood up against the consumerism of his day and, of course, our day. He fought for the poor and the oppressed. He, he stuck up for the little guy. He hated hypocrites and he hated fake religion. Colin Buchanan, uh, the Aussie singer-songwriter who many of us love, uh, he's been doing some great things only just the last few days, um, sharing them on the internet and social media and so on. But he wrote a song um, a while back about the real Jesus. I, I really love it. Uh, it's a great song. And he wrote it for people who perhaps struggled with the church. Now, perhaps you're one of those people today, a little bit angry with the church and even, even at Christians. And so what, what uh, Colin Buchanan does, he, invites, he invited them to get to know the real Jesus. And he wrote this song about that because in the song he invites people who struggle with the church and perhaps struggle with Christians, he invites them uh, to know the real Jesus because he reckoned, like I do too, he reckoned that they would love, they would like the real Jesus once, once they get to know them, get to know him. Here's some of the words of that song. Well, if you like strangers who stick up for the little guy, if you hate make-believe religion, that's all a big fat masquerade. If you like courage that can be as strong as thunder and tender as a tear beside a brother's grave, you'll like Jesus. You'd like Jesus. He's as real as dusty feet and working hands. You'd like Jesus. They're great lines, aren't they? Uh, it's why I like Jesus, because he's real. He's real. Oh, I love some of the other lines in the song. It shows uh, Colin's sense of humour. Uh, he says, don't think halos and, what does he say, blow-dried beards. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. He's no Nigel, no friends, begging everyone to hate his mate. He's patient, he's merciful, and he's really, really great. You'd like Jesus. But I think when we boil it down, uh, the reason why Jesus is my favourite revolutionary is because of that first Good Friday, when Jesus died for us, for you and for me, when Jesus died for his enemies, Jesus died for sinners like you and me. Here's how the Apostle Paul put it in Romans 5, it's up on the screen, verses 6 to 8. He said, just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
It's not hard to find stories of, of someone dying for a cause they believed in or someone dying for a mate maybe on the battlefield or, or, or a friend even. Perhaps you've heard the, of the remarkable story of a guy called Antonio Rokov. You might, have, might not have heard of his name. You might have heard of the story. It happened back in 2015. But in 2018, he was uh, posthumously honoured with the star of courage in the Australian Bravery Awards. If you want to do some reading over this in isolation time, go and look up Australian Bravery Awards. Amazing stories. But he was awarded the star of courage in his efforts to save the life of a young man uh, by the name of Elijah Ahrens uh, during a tandem skydiving incident uh, back in 2015. It was November 21. Uh, the pair departed for this tandem skydive from Goulburn Airport. Uh, the weather was fine and clear. There were no issues. But as they began their descent, a, a, a freak gust of wind caused their parachute to get entangled and, and, uh, and collapse upon itself and causing them to, well, sending them plummeting towards the ground. The former Special Forces commando, well, he, he, he wrapped himself up around, this, uh, around his 14-year-old student and therefore taking the, the full brunt of the, of the impact. And it was a move that saved this young 14-year-old's life, but it caused the death of Antonio's life. It cost him his own. He knowingly gave up his life for the life of his young student. For Antonio, it was a clear case of, well, one must die so that the other would live. But I tell you, I can't imagine... I can't imagine Antonio doing this for someone who had rejected him, someone who had turned his back on him, someone who had denied his very existence. I can't imagine Antonio doing that. I wouldn't give my life for someone who had, who had treated me like that. Let's be honest. Uh, I doubt you would too. But Jesus did. Jesus did. See, on that cross, he died taking the very punishment that we deserved ignoring, for ignoring him, for ignoring God, for, for turning our back on him. And that punishment, the Bible says, is, is death. On that cross, he gave his life for ours. His body given for us, his blood poured out for us, as Jesus said to his disciples the night before he died. Why did Jesus give his life up for ours? Well, remember Romans 5.8? We read it a moment or two before. To demonstrate his love for us. It's as simple as that. Jesus died because he loves us. He died to take away the punishment for our sin. That's death. Now, friends, Jesus encourages the best in humanity through his command to love your enemies and he proves to be the only revolutionary leader who did just that by dying for us and then three days later conquering the grave. Jesus is my favourite revolutionary because he revolutionised my life. He changed it. And I tell you, he can do the same for you. I want to invite you today to get to know the real Jesus. I think you'd like Jesus, to quote those words from that song. Get to know his love, get to know his, his justice, his forgiveness, 
his compassion. It'll revolutionise your life. Not just your life now, but your life forever. In a moment, I'm going to pray. And then if you're following the service along, the service outline, whether through Facebook or through an email, I invite you to take a few moments to remember Jesus, his body and his blood as we share a meal together. Uh, Grab some bread, you've probably already done that, and and some juice or something like that. And remember Jesus. uh, Participate in the supper of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus. We thank you that he came to this earth so we can know you, so we can be right with you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your kindness to us. We thank you that, Lord Jesus, you gave your body, you gave your blood, you gave yourself for us so that we can be forgiven, so that we can know and be right with our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen.